Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Nerd Switch podcast. My name is Dylan and joining me once again today is my good friend and fellow nerd, Jeremiah. Hello everyone, good to see you again. Hello my friend. Also joining us back again from a couple previous episodes is Mr. Tony. Hello, I am back. (laughs) Proud to be here. So uh, today we're just doing another sort of general discussion. It's not going to be anything too crazy, but we're just talking about something we all kind of like and that's a little relevant right now, which is a long-running franchise by the name of Resident Evil. Resident (laughs) Evil. Five. 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 (laughs) Picks picks one of the worst ones. (laughs) So yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about it. Um, I'm probably going to label this as a retrospective, but it's definitely not a retrospective in the sense that people would probably expect. Like, we're not doing a lore dump or, like, a whole story rundown. Um, if you are looking for that, you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos that have probably done it better than we could do it anyway. So, we're just going to kind of talk about a franchise we like and break it down and have some fun with it, hopefully. So, with that, let's go ahead and flip the switch and dive into our semi-Resident Evil retrospective. any Resident Evil music. I don't either. It's all eerie music. I need a Leon one-liner. What is Leon! It? <laughs> <laughs> Leon! <laughs> ah, good enough. <laughs> some, some like weird, cringy stuff in the original Resident Evil 4. I yeah. can't remember though. Even the remake... Kind Does he of still a, do that? <laughs> not That's as cool. bad, but you'll notice like when he deals with a group of enemies out of nowhere, he'll just be like, Ew. <laughs> Honestly, like ha- I messed around with like some of his controls in the recent remake, yeah. and like if you just spam tap his uh, uh, aim button, he'll go, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Just when he aims, it's really funny. <laughs> That's a, We will have a Resident Evil 4 remake review at some point in the near future, so we'll probably avoid talking about that game for now. But um, I guess for those who are unfamiliar, uh, what is Resident Evil? It's a, a game that first came out, the very first Resident Evil was 1996, super old school, um, but like very much revolutionary for its time. Um, I did not play many of the original Resident Evils, which we'll kind of dive more into when we kind of go game by game with the franchise, but the basis is it's just like uh, zombies and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of and stuff, the more the series goes on, for sure. But yeah, it's originated in Japan under the title Biohazard, but due to some copyright shenanigans, they had to swap it over. And they ended up with Resident Evil, which is a interesting title. But I like it. Yeah, it it works. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a long running franchise. I mean, 1996 was the first game. If you're if you're counting the mainline entries, you know it's like 10 to 12 games, depending on which ones you consider to be mainline. But if you're looking at every entry in the game, you're looking at like 30 to 60 if you start to count like mobile games and stuff so it's oh. a very yeah very big franchise but so we, we just want to talk about it since we're in the midst of playing Resident Evil 4 and we'll be reviewing it we just kind of wanted to look back at the series and kind of talk about why we like it 
So yeah. So with how it started in 1996, and this is the thing that for me kind of bars me from going back and playing these games, but you had like a fixed camera where it would basically play like you're watching from one perspective of a hallway while your character moves around within it. And I can't stand it, but that's how it started for like the first three games. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but the one thing that I really admire about uh, Resident Evil is kind of how this series has really evolved and everything that the games have done. It just, it does a lot as a franchise. Like you started with that fixed camera perspective. Uh, the original Resident Evil 4 was the first game to really take the series and kind of adjust it in a way that ended up being really beneficial. Everyone that I know, at least that's played the original, like loves it, Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a nostalgia trip for me as well. That's probably the first survival horror game I played, but we'll kind of get to it at some point here. <laughs> and then, you know, onward to the modern action era, Resident Evil 5 and 6, which are kind of not fondly adored by the community. I but... feel like they're not fondly adored, but they will never be forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being rememberable for being bad, though, is not what I think you want. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Yeah, I meant all the way up to the more recent entries with Resident Evil 7 and 8, which kind of swapped it again over to a first-person perspective, which really worked for it. So a lot of cool stuff that they've done to evolve it, and they've experimented a little. Like, you've had some multiplayer Resident Evil titles, which I don't think were too good. I don't know. I didn't play them. But <laughs> the recent yeah. one looked kind of decent from what I've seen. Like the RE-verse or whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want Resident Evil Battle Royale. <laughs> there are no one Fortnite. Seen some of them. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to go anywhere else. Some of them have kind of been like a you pick your character and then you can like trade off to being like a mutated character mm. by mm. playing the multiplayer or whatever. Okay, I've never played any of them because they don't work as well, but <laughs> they're very different because yeah. they combine all games together, which was very interesting. Okay, kind of run me of like Dead by Daylight or something. Yeah, a little just, bit, yeah. I do like Dead by Daylight. It's a fun time. Like, if they did something like that, I think it's just, it needs competence even, in the development. I mean, <laughs> even Dead by Daylight, I'm pretty sure they brought in a Resident Evil they, skin. For yeah, they did. They put, like, Nemesis in or something? One mm -hmm. of them. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm but pretty yeah. sure it was Nemesis. <laughs> He's, like, the most well-known. So, with that, we're gonna kind of go game by game as we discuss it. I think we're not, I mean, obviously there'll probably be spoilers, so if there's any particular title that you haven't played, you know, maybe be aware, but we're just talking about a thing we love and enjoy, and with that, Resident Evil 1, like I said, didn't play it. I did play a little bit of the uh, remaster, but again, just for me, that camera angle is, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Did either of you guys play the original? I played a little bit of it, but as, like, a young child, because it was on my GameCube. Yeah. And I barely remember anything of it. <laughs> I just remember the main case, and then, like, getting into, like, the, like, the start of the game. And I was just like, nope, can't do it, I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be scary, depending on how old you are when you start with the series. Um, I do love a lot, because, like, Resident Evil 1 kind of introduced some of the flagship characters. Like, you had uh, Chris Redfield mm -hmm. and Jill Valentine and, like, Barry Burton. And I do really Whisker. like... Yeah. Whisker. <laughs> Whisker. I do like a lot of the uh, characters that the series has, but Resident Evil 1, 
I don't think has aged probably super well, even with like the remaster. I know there was a lot of stuff with the dialogue being pretty corny and Oh yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah, <laughs> probably. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't have too much on Resident Evil One and I mean if we're just looking at like the core Resident Evil games, chronologically it starts with Resident Evil Zero, which I definitely have not played. I haven't either. Yeah. No? Okay, so we can skip that one. But um, Resident Evil 2, probably one that I think a lot of people pin being the better of the series, which for the purpose of what we have played, when we refer to like 2 and 3, we're probably just mainly going to talk about the remakes because I know we have at least played or mm-hmm. or more f- are more ugh, are more familiar with those ones but so yeah i didn't play the initial release for pretty much any of these like my first resident evil game was resident evil 4 but the remakes are very good so if we're talking about the resident evil 2 remake it's like oh boy <laughs> it's fantastic yeah yeah never played the original but 2 just does so much so well and, I mean, we recently reviewed uh, the Dead Space remake, and, like, right now, those are the two remakes that I think should be, like, the, the standard going yeah. forward if you're looking at remaking a game. I'm still mad at The Last of Us for their, quote, remake, unquote. <laughs> but it didn't need a remake because it still looked pretty good before. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like you're... You, you're, I don't think you're remaking a game if all you're doing is just giving it like a, a facelift and some adjustments with audio and stuff. Because I know when it comes to like assets that were used, The Last of Us didn't change that much with its remake. Mm-hmm. But like Dead Space and Resident Evil 2 definitely changed a lot. Where, you know, Resident Evil 2 initially was like that fixed camera, um, you know, same as Resident Evil 1. But the the remake, you know, give you the third person over the shoulder, really modernized controls, still keeping a lot of the fun stuff, like with how the game handles save rooms and your inventory and all that good stuff. Um, I think the remakes actually used, like, Resident Evil 4's inventory system, didn't they? Yeah, the remakes were definitely... It almost seems like they made Resident Evil 2 and 3 in mind, knowing they would eventually tackle 4. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just did <laughs> seem like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know two, like two, brought Nem or was it no the tyrant? Yes, as a, Mr. X. I know they changed how Mr. he kind of worked. But yeah, Mister X was a fantastic part of that game, and also a very stressful part of that game. Yeah, <laughs> I'd just be enjoying my life, grabbing mm-hmm. some like green herbs, and green then you herbs. just hear the stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> Opens the door. Instant anxiety. <laughs> the most like scariest part is the library where you're like, Haha, I climbed this ladder, he can't get me, and he just jumps the whole <laughs> spike starts coming. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, so good. And. Yeah, just everything that 2 did, like having the two campaigns where you can either play as Leon or Claire. I always liked playing as Leon first, then doing the second playthrough as Claire, but I know the order kind of changes ahead depending on how you do it, but it's just so good. I liked them. <laughs> they were very good. Yeah. Um, but jumping from 2 to Resident Evil 3, which is kind of more interesting to talk about, because I know the original Resident Evil 3 is, for a lot of people, the best in the series. You know, like, I feel like 2, 3, and 4 are kind of the ones that are fighting yeah. for m- many people's, like, favorite title. But yeah. the original release, Resident Evil 3, 
you know, held up as being very good, but the remake kind of a little more controversial and not so much. And this is an example where like two's remake was so successful that they're like, okay, we got to get three, get it out the door. You know, people are going to buy it while they're talking about two. And then as a result, three is rushed. Three is missing some content from the original game and three kind of not super favorable. Not to a lot super of favorable. <laughs> well, what's funny is they paralleled the original timeline of how they made those two games yeah because when they first made resident evil 2 they pumped out three like very shortly yeah. after however making a decent game with the same assets in the same limited amount of time back in the day could produce a better quality game whereas now you think with all the tools we have that it would be the same but it's yeah. not it's just so much more work and <clears throat> it turned out like a shittier uh, <laughs> oh, whoops a crappier oh, you're, version. You're <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like, they do have assets they could reuse, which definitely helps the development process. I think they just got a little lazy in terms, like, there's entire sections of 3 that just aren't there. Um, which, again, like, I never played the original 3, but this is one I kind of looked up to see what was missing. And I know stuff like the clock tower. The clock tower. Um, certain boss fights were missing with, like, a mi giant millipede or something. Yep. So, yeah, it's just kind of lazy development. I mean, I don't care if things take time to come out, but it's going to hurt a lot more if you get an incomplete game, you know, mm -hmm. and it's noticeable because you have a direct thing to compare it to. <laughs> so, yeah, 3 kind of not as loved. I still enjoy it, but it's very short. Like, it is very <laughs> short. Like, you can definitely rush through that one really fast. Yeah, it's like four, maybe five hours if you take your time. But Yeah. It's a good speedrunning game. <laughs> yeah, speedrun it in like an hour and a half or less. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 a game. Um, I know they also kind of... It's weird, because like Resident Evil 2 made Mr. X better, where Resident Evil 3 arguably made Nemesis worse. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's no longer, like, a stalker enemy outside of the first, like, part of the game. Which is an interesting decision considering how much praise, like, Mr. X got. Mm -hmm. And he, in the original, he was, like, in the game, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. Felt like, he yeah. followed you all over the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But um, chronologically, the next one would be Resident Evil Code Veronica, which I know nothing about. Another one I just haven't played. <laughs> I've heard some good things for that one. Yeah. I have a friend that's played it that he says it's been pretty good. I know this is one that they're also kind of thinking about remaking, kind of modernizing. Yeah, I've heard instead of 5, they're thinking of doing Veronica. Yeah, 5, five does not need to be remade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, arguably 5 and 6 need to be remade the most because of how bad they are. <laughs> Yeah, but, I guess if we're, like, remaking it for the but sake of... they'd have of, to change the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> there's remaking for the sake of, like, just modernizing a classic, and then there's remaking for the sake of replacing an old crappy game with a better game. <laughs> so, if they take that angle, sure, but... <laughs> uh, jumping up from there, chronologically, the next one, Resident Evil 4, the classic. Um, like I mentioned, definitely my first experience with survival horror. I think Same. it was it was not too long after Resident Evil 4 that I went over to Dead Space and saw a lot of those parallels because Dead Space is based, or not based on, but inspired by Resident Evil 4. That's cool. I actually didn't know that until yeah. you had told us about it. <laughs> so yeah, that game's just very good, and we just got a remake for it, so we're not going to talk too much about it because we'll be doing a review on it, but it's just a classic 
2000, 2005 action horror game. Has a lot of cheese. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I'm liking it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up from there, this is kind of... Well, hold on a second. You oh. want to hear a little story time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, when I first played... Well, I didn't play it, but I watched my friend, my neighbor, play Resident Evil 4. And I was like 10 when it came out or something. So, um, I, I was pretty sheltered as a kid, too. So, I didn't, like, experience, like, a lot of horror games and stuff. So, like... I was, like, on the edge of my seat watching him play it the whole mm-hmm. time. So I was like, oh, this is crazy scary. And then we went to my house afterwards, and we watched Saw. <laughs> and I was a 100 times more scared watching Resident Evil 4 than I was when I watched Saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I don't think, not that, not a Saw episode by any means, but Saw is just, <laughs> Saw exists for a very particular reason, and I don't think it's to scare you. It is gore fetish. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Resident Evil 4, like, just the original game, and this is something we'll definitely talk about with, like, the remake, kind of how they changed the gameplay for it, but the initial release of 4, like, if you're aiming, you can't move. Yeah. And I think that by far contributes to how stressful that game is. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have the village sequence, like, right at the, the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I definitely never liked that. It's kind of one of the reasons I couldn't get into playing mm-hmm. 4, yeah. just because I knew I would hate that mechanic. Yeah. I tried but, to play 4 recently, and I could not deal with that. <laughs> I just still can't. Like, recently, what, what was it? They did Village, um, how they re-added a third-person mode. Right. That'd be kind of interesting to see if they, like, re-enabled that for, like, 4's remaster to where yeah. not that it's going to make you a first-person mode, but it's old controls. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I could <laughs> see somebody modding that into the game. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see. I don't think it's, like, as big of a barrier compared to, like, the camera shift Mm -hmm. with, like, a fixed camera versus an over-the-shoulder camera. But I do agree that it is definitely jarring if you haven't, like, experienced that. Um, Which, it that's one thing that kind of a lot of people argued about going in. They're like, you know, are they going to keep the classic control because it was such a big part of, like, what made Resident Evil 4 scary? But yeah, it's it's not there <laughs> for the remake. Which you can I'm just okay pretend with. it's there. Just don't move. <laughs> yeah, just don't move while you're in. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. You guys aren't like big Nintendo nerds, so I guess I have to bring this up. But uh, bring it up. Metroid Prime just had a remaster, and <laughs> the way they did it, they had controls. This is true. The same as the original. Yeah. The Wii version and a new version that is like Resident Evil 4 where you can move while you're aiming, which makes the game significantly easier, but you can also just switch back to the yeah. old ways, and that's probably what they should have did. Funnily enough, I have recently started to branch out and play some more Nintendo games, and I have a, a hot take with I Metroid have, Prime. It, I have introduced <laughs> Metroid Prime to this man. Because you don't like it, or you do like it? I think it's overrated. Like I, So what I did... Because I wanted to kind of experience Metroid like how it originally was. So I picked up Metroid Dread, played through that, then picked up Prime, played mm. Prime. And I think Dread just does everything better. 2D Metroid yeah. is <laughs> something a lot of people debate. It's like, yeah. that's like a podcast like, in itself. Right, yeah. And we might review Prime at some point. Yeah. Because, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I think when you take the elements of Metroid, which is very much like 
upgrade, collect-a-thon, backtracking, you know, using new tools to go back and explore previous areas, and I think it just does not work very well in first person. Because hmm. um, your traversal is very, like, slow. <laughs> See, now, for me, like, I pictured Metroid Prime as, like, a uh, Zelda-type game. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I think Because it's puzzle. literally very similar. You have, like, these different biomes, your, which are kind of considered, like, your temples in Zelda. You get an upgrade, and then you can go backtracking. Yeah. Move mm -hmm. on to stuff. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought of it, like... Like, it's definitely, you're right, it's it's a step back from the, like, Castlevania aspect that Metroid always had, the Metroidvania, yeah. but um, it's it's also not entirely designed to be that way, so yeah. it's more of a, the 3D Metroids are a lot different than 2D, and I would argue the same thing with Zelda, the 2D games are always different from the 3D games. Yeah. We'll go back they're, to they're like, they're like <laughs> separate genres in themselves. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, it could be a podcast in itself. It, it probably will be because it is another game this year that I like to rank games, and mm. I'm right now thinking Prime, like at best, will be an honorable mention. But I haven't finished it, but I'm pretty close. But well, it's at least in my top ten. Yeah, we'll talk about it at some point. <laughs> it's not even like a remake from like a game design standpoint. They just like remastered the they textures did, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they did a full texture, remaster, control. Well, this one game. is labeled as just a remaster. Yep. Yeah. Which, like, it's if they did call it a remake, I'd be like, mm. I don't know. I never played the original, though, which I think... It, uh, so far, like, you could say, like, picture to picture, old and new. Yeah. The, the only thing you're going to notice is the texture update. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the just graphics. continuing in the tangent, like, I think it's a game you probably have to have the nostalgia for to, like, really love. Like, I think it's a fine game. I like two more than one, which is a hot take. Not yeah. everybody agrees with that, but I okay. started with two. I never got to play any of the other two, so I'll need to do that eventually. Okay, well, let's let's wrap up the Metroid <laughs> tangent. <laughs> yeah, close that out. It's not, not the place for it. So I back into Resident Evil, thing. we finished yeah. with four, and we're on to... Well, you know what? I hate Nintendo's controls, though. <laughs> oh, let, me reopen this, let me reopen this tangent real quick. It's like... Let's let's stop this tangent. But hold on. <laughs> I just they map it so stupidly. Like it's, uh, uh, that's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil Four, good game. Even better with the remake. But we'll get to that in a future review. <laughs> um, so the next title chronologically, this is one that you can kind of pick and choose whether or not you consider it to be a core title. But Resident Evil Revelations. Um, this one I did play a little bit. I think I got probably less than halfway through, but it was it was fine. I know this is another one a lot of people really like, but I think it's not super great. You want to hear another story time with Tony? Oh, yeah. So I was playing that game, and it was on the 3DS. So, like, you can turn the slider and see it in 3D, and your eyes are like, whoa, this is cool. <laughs> and then uh, I was, I had my cousins over while I was playing it and then I gave it to my uh, little cousin and I was like oh you want to try this game and I knew this jump scare part was going to come up <laughs> so she was playing it and we're all watching her and then the jump scare happens and she literally like throws the 3DS in the air and it hits the ceiling and falls down on the couch and I was like alright that's enough of that <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know if horror games were meant to be in handheld because of people that just throw, throw them. When <laughs> they get scared. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever played the mobile version of Five Nights at Freddy's, but that was a, a high school pastime of mine. breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Revelations, I think, is a fine game. I wasn't a huge fan of the, I guess, the enemy design. You, you fight these, like... I guess I, one thing we're kind of missing to... Uh, go back to the beginning when when we refer to resident evil as being like a zombie-esque franchise it is based on bioweapons so each game has like a different virus that you see um so like i'm gonna t-virus yeah i I know there's like t-virus g-virus abc123 virus i don't know redfish bluefish (laughs) virus (laughs) but um so that's why there's fish ones yeah there's ebola there's (laughs) <laughs> COVID. <laughs> but Resident Evil Revelations, I think it was called the the T Abyss virus, and it like they're like goopy fish monsters basically, and hmm. just they look very blobby. And I thought I didn't really care for them, but I, I know some people like the game. But I yeah. like that you're kind of like on like a ship. Yeah, the setting That's is really cool, cool. and it kind of hmm. I think what oh, you play as Chris for part of the game. I'm trying to remember who you start as. I don't know if it's Jill or Claire. It's like some girl. I don't remember. Yeah. But it's fine. Not not my favorite. Definitely haven't finished it, but maybe I'll revisit it at some point. But now we can move on to what many people pin as being kind of the downfall of Resident Evil. At least for, like, as the time it came out. It was out. a little dip. Yeah, a little in dip. In quality. Dip in quality, for sure. And... This is like in the prime time where a lot of game studios were like, hey, co-op. <laughs> and you have to remember, in this year of when Resident Evil 5 came out, it was um, all like, oh, we got to make the graphics look as real as possible. And now they look like like turkey scraps on a grill. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just like... And, and zombie games were so popular then, too. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, so, like, Dead Island is a thing, and, like, all these other games are coming out that are very similar to it. Yeah. Um, and they're like, zombies have been beaten and done to death in video games by this point. So right. they were like, let's just make it, like, an action game to fit into the, the current environment of mm-hmm. the zombie genre. And... I mean, it pays off in a gameplay standpoint. It's a very fun game. Mm-hmm. However, like people didn't like it because it betrayed what everybody kind of had a, a thought right. of what Resident Evil was. Especially coming off Resident Evil 4, which Resident yeah. Evil 4, granted, does have a lot of action. They all do. Yeah. I mean, you're literally in four, like, roundhouse kicking Roundhouse kicking. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a part of resident evil especially towards like the latter half where you're just you have like machine guns and rocket launchers and you're just mowing down people and it's more of an action game at that point i think the key with survival horror in general if it is going to be like mixed with action is just balancing it Mm -hmm. um this is something i always point to uh dead space 2 as a good example because dead space 2 did have a lot of uh action and set pieces but the way it balanced it does not leave the horror behind and co-op, to me, like, co-op kills any chance of a game being scary. Yeah. 
um, unless they do it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I could see like a cool co-op where it's like you split up yeah. and it's like trying to reconnect. That's like part of the horror. You're both experiencing your own things right. while so, you're apart. That'd be kind of interesting. In five, there is a part like that. It's kind of towards the beginning. You both get split up and you go down different hallways and there's a boss and he rotates between the rooms you're in and you have to like push like levers in one room to affect the other person's rooms. And it it was really well done. Like I think five does have some really good like set pieces to it, but it's just like, it's the story and the the way they like try to yeah it's just the way they try to take things and then you know chris redfield's like punching a boulder (laughs) and it's like okay yeah it gets a little kooky for sure and this is the one where wesker goes like full matrix he's got like the neo glasses and trench coat and stuff yeah i'm i'm sure it's like a still a game a lot of people enjoy i didn't play it co-op so i definitely got like the worst way to play it just by yourself but it's fine. Like, I did... I actually played these recently, both 5 and 6, because I just wanted to get the story. But, yeah. 5, five is fine. It's not my favorite. Definitely probably not one I would play again, unless it was, like, co-op for fun. Co-op for fun. <laughs> just be like, oh, I need to play this, so I guess I'll play it. So, yeah. like, little fun fact, I guess. I mean, a lot of people probably know this, but, like, Resident Evil 4, when it came out, had, like, a multiplayer mm-hmm. to it. Um... And it, it is very reminiscent of five, like how it played. So okay. like I think they made that res that Resident Evil Four multiplayer thing and they're like, Oh, we can make a whole game out of this. That's yeah. probably what they did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but jumping from there, what is arguably one of my least favorite games in the series is Resident Evil Six, which I had the displeasure of playing too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you got neither of you have played this one, right? No, I don't think not so. Not extensively. Yeah. I played a little bit. Yeah, I played through the whole thing, and, like, I'll give it credit because there are some things it does that are pretty unique. Like, you have different playthroughs that give you, like, different characters, which is kind of neat, but what ends up happening is, like, this game is just way too long. And I don't even know if it's, like, actually long, but it felt very long. It's just... not good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one goes way into the action. And there's some cool set pieces. Like, you get the part where an outbreak happens in a city while you're in it, which is really cool. But then it just keeps going, and it's just a lot of action, and it's pretty over the top. And, yeah, I left it just kind of being glad that I was done playing it. (laughs) (laughs) I think they try to make Six, like, a love letter to every person who liked yeah. the series because they cover like every character right and like they all make like a cameo and it's supposed to be like one big yeah. finale and there are some cool parts like you get a part where chris and leon run into each other and kind of have like a a bro off but <laughs> <laughs> i'm the coolest no i'm the coolest <laughs> yeah it's it's a game one of my least favorites which we'll, we will rank them at some point during this episode but we have two more games to discuss, which are kind of what a lot of people are now painting as being like the revitalization of the franchise. So let's kick on over to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which this is this is a good, good, good game. Good game. This, uh, so I remember, Tony, I went to your house to start playing Resident Evil 7. Yeah. And the whole first, like, hour, two hours of this game, 
still are like very intense and scary to yes. me and I'm I'm kind of a bitch when it comes to playing the beginning of this game cuz I remember your parents got mad at me cuz I was like audibly being a <laughs> <laughs> scared cat. I I enjoyed it. It was funny. Yeah, it's it's really good like Resident Evil 7, me and Jeremiah have had debates on it because I think the first half of the game works much better than the second half. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Um, but what a start to a game. Just, like, it's... There's definitely that change to it. And, like, I don't feel like we've had, like, a disagreement. Like, I totally yeah. agree that, like, the first half is definitely more the horror survival aspect mm -hmm. to where in the end half, going through the mines... You're it's just the, mowing down enemies yeah. to get through everything. The second the goop monsters pop up mm. on the the ship and yeah. <laughs> they try to go all revel revelations, right? It's like uh, yeah, that's, that's when the game starts to kind of. Although dip. I do like because like good. when you swap to Mia in that part, mm -hmm. that's like a pretty good spot because mm -hmm. you don't have any of your stuff. Yeah, you're having to like re acquire all the stuff. It adds to the story, which I really liked. Yeah, and then you go back to Ethan. And then you kind of have a few things, so then you're trying to, like, get through, find more stuff. But then right after the ship, it goes back into this just, like, okay, I can kill everything now. I have a right. grenade launcher. <laughs> I've got tons of ammo. Yeah, I don't... This is a feeling I get pretty co common with the game, where, like, you'll play through it, but then you'll remember one part of the game, and, like, as you get to that part, you're like, ah, this part. <laughs> <laughs> Most games have, like... A part like that. There's, there's <laughs> few games far between where you're like, oh, this game's perfect throughout yeah. the whole run. Dead Space. <laughs> yeah. At least a new one. It's even like my favorite game is like Bloodborne. Yeah. There's a couple like levels in that where I'm just like, like it's the mm. woods level in mm. Bloodborne. Whenever I get to that part, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was always just Dark Souls. Anytime you got to like the poison area yeah. where the entire ground's covered in poison. It's like, ow, all my poison clumps. Right. Yeah, so that, that for me in Resident Evil 7 is definitely the ship. <laughs> it's cool for the story, but it just, like, is so different from the first half of the game. Because, like, when you're looking at the characters, like, the first half of Resident Evil 7 always makes me think of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way. Because, yeah. like, you've got... Oh, what was their name? The family. Uh, it's Joe Baker. Baker. Um, Marguerite Baker. Um... Zoe. 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 However you say her name. And Zoe. I'm pretty sure it's Zoe, yeah. You know, it's got a Louisiana accent. Zoe! Wow. <laughs> I say it angry like Joe. Yeah. And then, um... Lucas. Lucas, yeah. yeah. So you have the Baker family, which, again, Resident Evil 7 is focused on, like, the biohazard aspect. So these guys are all being influenced by something, which... We're not going to worry too much about spoilers, because if the game has been out, we're just talking about it in general, but... You have a, what did they call the girl, what was her name? Evelyn. Evelyn. Oh, yeah. That's what her, is, like, Emily. given name, but it was, like, EV1 or something. Yeah. So what, do they call her a bio, that's a, just a bioweapon, right? She is, is a bioweapon. Okay. She um, was given, like, part of the mold, which yeah. the mold is, like, the cause of it, but she is the host. Yeah. So the... The way the story, and this is what I really do like about the ship sequence, is, like, the way it ties into the story is, like, Evelyn is the cause for the ship kind of, you Cra know, crashing. ending up where it does in Louisiana by the Baker family. 
then you see the part where the bakers are normal, which is just like I loved all yeah. like because they had like all the DLCs that added to the game. Mm-hmm. You have a prequel like prelude before, yeah. so you get to see what happens, right? And you have an after as well. Yeah, the DLC the after was funny. The DLC was really good, <laughs> but you see like Jack Baker bring Evelyn to the house along with Mia. And then everything just kicks off from there where Evelyn quickly, like, converts the Baker family into these very crazy, gross people. Marguerite Baker, still one of the scariest, like... Absolutely. (laughs) All of, like, her scenes are terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) The first part, when you go to fight her and she busts through the wall, I was like, no. No. (laughs) I'm good. When when you uh, drop the lamp down in the hole and you see her, like, spindly hand reach it and pull it into the tunnel, I'm like... I know, I know I have to go through that tunnel. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> but yeah, it's just really solid. Like, the first half is amazing. Everything with Jack Baker being another, like, Mr. Jack. X. It's Joe Baker. It's not Joe. It's Joe, Jax's brother. Is it Joe? No. I thought Jack was the guy. Jack's the, the, main guy. the dude guy. What? Yeah. Ethan. Yeah, if, what? Ethan <laughs> Winters is your character. Yeah. Joe is the... Um, oh, it was Jack. It's Jack. You're you're Marguerite. Well, then, wait, is it <laughs> ba- maybe it's backwards. So maybe Jack's Jack is the one that he keeps fighting, and Joe is his brother. I don't I don't remember the brother's name, but Jack it's like is the, yeah the lumberjack alligator punching <laughs> guy. <laughs> but yeah, you have Jack Baker being like a Mister X esque type enemy in the beginning, where he's like pursuing you. Yes, and I this is the kind of horror that always is most effective against me is like when you can't fight back and yeah he's scary <laughs> but the garage scene is still yeah like, it's like funny at the same time as it is terrifying and yeah. it's like suspenseful nice ride nice ride that part that part always gets me just kicks you out of the car that part is so absurd i just laugh right. i love how there's like so many different options to it too like if you take too long He'll take the car. Mm-hmm. If right. you get in the car, he can still kick you out if you don't grab the key. Yeah. And he can, like, take over the car anyway with mm-hmm. you driving mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. And then just shifting from there, like, like I mentioned with Marguerite Baker, whole her whole section. Like, every time you shift to dealing with one of the key family members, it's, like, entirely unique. Even where Lucas Baker is kind of, like reminiscent of Saw and other similar stuff where he's like having you go through his little game. It's just good stuff. And then, unfortunately, the game kind of shifts gears and swaps over to like Resident Evil, like you mentioned, Revelations. It's just, it becomes much more of a shooter and less of a survival horror game, in my opinion. But with the uh, next game we're going to talk about, like, I think they fixed it to the point where Resident Evil 8 is... I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's arguably my favorite in the series. Really? Yeah. I like that. For <laughs> me, like, 7 is what brought me into the Resident Evil games. Yeah. Um, I've always known about, like, the past games. I just never really got to play a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't play a full Resident Evil game until 7. Okay. 7 was my first, my introduction, my beginning for these, and it started my, like, fandom for all these games and then they just keep remastering them so i'm just like seven is what started yeah. it's all for me <laughs> yeah this is kind of the new starting point for like more modern fans of the series right and that is the one thing that's really nice with seven is it is capable of kind of standing on its own like it does have references to the series like you do see uh 
good old Chris Redfield showed back up, which is cool. Um, it's just if the second half was as strong as the first half, I would like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's just like it has that drop off for me that kind of prevents it from being like a S tier Resident Evil game. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about Resident Evil Eight. This one's pretty recent still. Village. Village. <laughs> so Which, I've only seen up to the the end of the castle portion where oh, she okay. turns into like a big dragon for real? thing. <laughs> You missed a lot towards the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Now, like, this, see, like, when this game first was coming out, the castle's all they showed, right. really. And, that's like, all that's all I'm, like, aware of. That's all I was picturing was, like, oh, we're going to be in this castle forever. So mm-hmm. this thing's going to be huge. <clears throat> it's, like, barely an hour long. If, <laughs> yeah, you, if you're short. doing your speed run, it is short. Yeah. I... Eight, I just love because like eight, I think is a very consistent game the whole way through, and it kind of takes. I don't know if you guys played Far Cry Five, but it's like a Far Cry Five approach where you're going um, like section to section in the world, and each section again has its own like unique enemy unique, and kind of play like style aspect for yeah. their like area. So you start off, you know, you're interacting with the villagers, you're kind of getting a feel for what's going on. There's like werewolves and stuff, which. I love the enemy variety. That was another complaint yep. I had with Seven, is that second half, the enemy variety sucks. <laughs> Which one with goop monsters? Goop monsters. It's, it's all goop monsters. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? It's goop. It's just a different... You have normal goop monster. You have the extra large goop <laughs> monster. You've got a goop monster <laughs> with a blade. <laughs> You've got crawling goop monster. Go- goofy gooper. Goofy gooper. <laughs> Yeah, but 8 kind of has a bigger mix where you've got, like, vampires, werewolves, which is the first time Resident Evil's kind of branched into that territory, which I thought I was cool. Um, but, yeah, you, you start off in the castle with Lady Dimitrescu, Dimitrescu. which was the... the what was I'm, There's a particular word I'm looking waifu for. Waifu of the year? Waifu of the year. The Resident Evil waifu of many of its players. <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, her section is great. You shift over, like, everything. I think arguably the weakest section is probably the one with the fish dude. And even that I thought was, like, a lot of fun. I had actually heard, too, for that scene that there was some, they had cut a bit of stuff from the game okay. just so they could kind of speed things a little bit along. Yeah. His fight actually took a little bit longer, but his fight could have been better. I like his boss fight. Like, I don't yeah. think it's bad. It's not bad. Like like I said, they just cut some of like the steps into getting yeah. to his full fight. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know her name, but the girl who had the doll. Her know? name is hard to remember. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. But her section is entirely different. Her because... section was definitely by far the best terrifying <laughs> moment. Yeah. Until you've played it like four times and you're just hating it. It kind of shifts. Like, you don't, you enter the the manor or whatever it is, her home. But just A, like the scenery getting to her house looks so awesome. But you lose your weapons, you go down, and then you're essentially shifting over to like, like imagine like a Bloober team, like Layers of Fear-esque kind of gameplay where you're walking simulator in a sense. You're like just solving puzzles, getting through. But then you do get a an enemy that follows you throughout at a part, which is, uh, I won't, Spoil that for you, Tony, but... <laughs> is it the mannequin part? No, that's actually the DLC. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
is uh, something else. <laughs> that <laughs> looks terrifying. Else. I always saw clips of that. Yeah. But yeah, that part's really cool. And then, of course, uh, when you shift over to dealing with Heisenberg and his factory, which was very fun. kind of. Yeah, that added a lot of stuff, too, because then you get the cyborg enemy. Yeah. What did they... I don't know the names of anything in this game, but you get like a a really cool mechanized enemy that you have to like, kind of like Resident Evil 4 where you have to shoot the key part of the regenerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar where you're shooting like key components of they the have, armor. They're, they're almost like Iron Man ripoff chess yeah. piece, you know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then just the boss fights. Like this game is so consistently good. Yeah, which... everything is different. <laughs> like all boss fights were different. You had different like ways of defeating your boss mm-hmm. like every room was different i'd say the only one that had similarities is um the fish guy yeah and dimitrisk yeah because you're just basically using your normal weapons for mm-hmm. both of them the uh heisenberg boss fight is very over the top and awesome though <laughs> it was fun <laughs> i just remember the one part because chris has kind of mentioned throughout and you see chris in the beginning which I'm, i am avoiding spoilers on this one for you because i do think you should play it but uh, there is one part where Heisenberg takes a jab at Chris, and he's like, that boulder-punching asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun with that one. And then just the way it wraps up and Ethan's story. See, that's why Capcom is hilarious. And, like, they, they, they'll notice their own mistakes, and they'll make fun of it, too. Yeah. And then we did get the uh, Shadows of Rose DLC, which I really thought Rose would maybe get her own game, but I, I so hoped. I wanted them to continue this. I wanted to I wanted to get a little bit more from Ethan as well. Yeah. I'm still standing by that he <laughs> is there at the end. Yeah. It's real. Which episode did we have this debate in? I don't even remember. <laughs> Probably our Ari <laughs> Actually, I don't know. It was some review we did a while ago. I yeah. still stand by my there, point. There's there some speculation that... at the end of Resident Evil 8, but I think Jeremiah's wrong. <laughs> I know you do. I can be hopeful, though, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, from Resident Evil 8, so we do have Resident Evil 4's remake currently out that we're playing through, which, again, we'll hopefully have a review in the next couple weeks. But, yeah, so as far as, like, going game by game, that's the general breakdown. But... Just there's a question to ask, and it's why do we like why do we even like this franchise? Like I said, seven <laughs> was my intro, and it's that thrill that like we've had to talk about this before in like previous uh, episodes where it's just like why we do we like horror? Why yeah. are we drawn to it? And it's it's the suspense, it's the thrill of surviving something we probably won't survive in mm. real life. <laughs> Most definitely not Resident Evil. Yeah. Definitely will I'd be dead. Definitely will curl into a fetal position if I got sucked into Resident Evil's world. Yeah. Like, well this sucks. <laughs> Especially if you're Ethan Winters in the beginning of seven and oh, you just God. instantly get your hand chopped off and you know. hand foot. Depending <laughs> on how terrible you are, you get both chopped off. Yeah. Just put some goop on it. <laughs> it heals. It does heal. Yeah, I think the reason I love the series as a whole is, like, each game just kind of follows a formula that I think really works. Like, you've got inventory management, which is pretty key to, like, good survival horror. You know, managing ammo and health and, like, limited inventory space. Uh, Interesting enemies, boss fights. Like, every game is just really fun to play. And I I wouldn't pin Resident Evil 7, or, sorry, (laughs) Resident Evil in general 
as being like a very scary franchise, there there are certainly moments like seven and parts of eight that really do cross over into like the the good horror yeah. aspect. But it, it's just a fun franchise, and mm-hmm. I think because of how like wildly varied each title is, in terms of like what you're dealing with or what the overall story is, there's a lot of fun to be had because. You know, no one game is, like, very similar to another. Mm-hmm. Each Absolutely. game is kind of unique in its own way. But, yeah. What about you, Tony? I think I like it for those same reasons, like the survival kind of horror thing. I think it delves into horror just enough to be like, oh, this is fun, and not, like, this Visage, where I'm, like, scared <laughs> out of my mind to the point where I don't even want to finish playing it. Yeah. Like, Resident Evil puts me in just enough of a good headspace to be, like, I can tackle this, and it's not overwhelming, but right. it is a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's so, like, like... I'm scared, but I'm not super scared. It's like just... Like it. It's just stressful enough to, yeah. like, still be fun. Because I remember playing through, like, the Dead Space remake. A lot of the parts were just, like, very stressful. Stressful. <laughs> yeah. And Visage, like you mentioned, that's one of the very few, like, horror games that I actually... Did not want to keep playing. Yeah, I don't. Like, it's terrifying. <laughs> they took it off Xbox Game Pass, so I just couldn't keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a super fun series. And, like, there's a lot of parallels. Like, I have Resident Evil 4 to thank for Dead Space, which I think Dead Space is probably my all-time favorite for survival horror. But Evil Within, too. It's oh, yeah. inspired by Resident Evil. Oh, that's true. I really... I love Evil Within. Yeah. Evil Within 2, I mm-hmm. think, is like one of my all-time favorite sequels to a Very game. good, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> but, See, another thing, too, like with Resident Evil that I also really like is, like, it adds its own, like, gaming aspect as well by, mm-hmm. like, having, like, challenges to do. Yeah. And it's not just, okay, here's our story. It's a good story, but that's it. You play it, and it doesn't have a replay value. Hmm. Where Resident Evil, they do. They give you challenges to complete. So they'll unlock new rewards, right. new items to then go again. And like you get new stuff. And I yeah. always like that they've done that. I know the, the Resident Evil franchise as a whole has always been a very fun playground for like speedrunners and everyone like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I love is... how they've added like that's a challenge too. Beat the game <laughs> this fast to right. be able to unlock a reward. <laughs> you big tofu. <laughs> big tofu. <laughs> or uh there's all kinds of stuff. I know there's like an infinite rocket launcher. Infinite there. rocket yes. launcher. I like that. In 8, they added a lightsaber. <laughs> so cool. But with that, so I want us to kind of go through and rank the games, which this one, ordinarily I would do like a list and we would just go number by number. But since there's a pretty high degree of variance with the ones we've actually played, what I'm going to do is we're just going to go title by title and you will rank it from the classic tier of S to F. <laughs> oh. So, starting, uh, we'll just go through chronologically like we did. And there's also another tier called uh, Have Not Played. (laughs) Can we rank things multiple S? Like, so, like, four and seven could be ranked as S? Yeah. So, uh, Resident Evil Zero. Have Not Played. Have Not Played. (laughs) Can we just put Zero, Code Veronica, and both Revelations in that category? I have played Revelations, (laughs) so I do have a ranking for those. But Zero and Veronica, I'm pretty sure none of us have anything with. No, never played. Okay. (laughs) So Resident Evil. um, This one, again, for me, would just be the remake or remaster or whatever of that one, which I'm going to throw this down into, like, I guess the lowest will go as D tier. 
because I don't want to do the whole alphabet, but yeah. it's, it's D tier for me just based on the fact that I cannot play with fixed camera. I'd yeah. say C. It's not the camera for me. It's the tank controls. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something I could never deal with. I don't like the <laughs> slow movement. It was like dark wood or something where you can kind of flip around really fast. Yeah. I would like it a little more. I know a lot of people really like the game, but I am a modern, pretentious gamer mm. boy, so I, <laughs> I prefer my controls to be, like, pretty universal from title mm -hmm. to title. And, yeah, this is not one I can imagine myself being able to fully play through. <laughs> so D tier for me, but what well, about you? I will also give it that D tier yeah. <laughs> for needing better directional control. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bump okay. it to C just because it's a classic. Yeah. C for classic. <laughs> C for classic. There we go. <laughs> um, Resident Evil 2. And again, just like whichever version you've played, I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page with Remastered. just playing the remakes. This Remake. one I will actually give straight to S tier because I think it is just so well crafted and like it's a remake that really accomplishes the goal of like remaking it. So. Absolutely. <laughs> S tier for me. If I like sit down and and like hash out a game like to fully like mm -hmm. and I I want to replay it again like right after that's how I know it was like a really good game because mm -hmm. I I find it hard to like sit through and play games nowadays like I usually just play like a multiplayer or something more like um less time consuming I guess yeah. so like when it comes to like a story based game I played through Resident Evil two like multiple times so yeah that's tier for me okay. For 2's remake, I'm definitely going to say as well as an S tier. Just, yeah. I loved the idea from, again, going from 7, being able to go back and play 2, getting to get that full list of games there to be able to play again. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was fantastic. I loved 2 for just being able to go back and forth to different stories. Yeah. <clears throat> it just has really good, it's like a super simple premise as far as how the game plays out. Like, you're just in Raccoon City, the outbreak happens, you're pushed into the police station, and you have the, like, typical sewer section, and going down into the lab, but it's all just, like, so well done. Mr. X scares me. <laughs> Mr. X scares me. <laughs> he scares a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but the Resident Evil 3 uh, remake, this one, I am not really sure, because, like, I don't think it's outright a bad game. But there are a lot of things that definitely, like, don't make it as good or appealable as 2. So, for me, it's probably, like, C tier, maybe. Maybe, like, high end of C tier. I give it a B. Yeah. I give it a B. Just, like, I enjoyed it. I was excited to play it. I like Nemesis. Soup, like, 3 is definitely, like, what's the word? Um, nostalgic for yeah. me. Just for, like, the idea of the game, the story. Yeah. Um, there is there is something beneficial to like having a short and sweet story because you can hop in and be done with that game in one sitting if you really want to. <laughs> really wanted to. <laughs> Which is nice if because like before uh, eight came out, I was playing like every game that I could. That's where I actually played five and six for the first time. But yeah, like just hopping into to three and being done with it a few hours later, like that is the nice part. But there's just some some things that make it not as good as two's remake. Mm -hmm. What about you, Mr. Tony? I'd say the same thing. Like, it's probably for me, like, uh, like C plus, B minus, yeah. <laughs> somewhere in there. Okay. And the original is probably, like, a B. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, Code Veronica we have not played. The original Resident Evil 4. And this is one that's kind of interesting because there's a lot of things with it that don't hold up particularly well today. Like how we opened up with kind of the nod to Ashley being very annoying. <laughs> Help me, Leon. Help me, Leon. <laughs> but 4... I would actually probably give the original release like a B tier. As much as I love the game, I do think it's really good, but there's just a lot of things that don't hold up. Like, the controls are kind of wonky. Ashley is one of the worst, like, partner NPCs I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very corny game, and there's a lot of charm to it, for sure. But yeah, probably B tier. Might be a hot take, I don't know. <laughs> I'd give it like an A, just out of like a little more respect yeah. for it. Because it did do a lot of things right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can also go back and complain about a lot of things. Well, that's what's it's older it, game. Like, I still consider it one of my favorite from the whole, franchi- the whole franchise. It's just looking at it now compared to when I first played it, like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not as fond of as maybe I used to be. But True. Soon to be, the uh, remake will have a place. When we do do the... do do. <laughs> <laughs> When we when we do the review for uh, the remake, I'll probably mention where that ends up. But I'd like to be in that one because I want to ask you guys what you think of the direction they took Ashley's character in. Okay. Because some people are divisive on it. Because That's what I've heard too. Do you like really a, think uh, a president's daughter? Do you think like George Bush's daughter was really like gonna be like a badass in that kind of situation, <laughs> or do you think she's gonna be dead weight? Right. And that's kind of what Ashley was meant to be in yeah. the original. She is just dead I mean, weight. I haven't gotten super far into 4. I like, I'm in the castle right now, but... Very further than me. Yeah, she, so far she's still like dead weight, but I don't know, okay. maybe she shifts over and is like... Because I've seen some like scenes where it looks like she's like handling things. But hmm. she there was parts in the original towards the end... Where she kind of does some stuff too, yeah. so like I don't know. It's, yeah, from okay. what I've heard I'd too, have to like, play it. I've got a, my other friend playing it currently, and he's was telling me how um, she's like honestly like her AI could be worse almost than the original. Oh, um, okay. That she just keeps getting in the way or gets is just kind of just as annoying. So maybe as they that. kept her. Maybe they kept her uh, in good faith. Or... Yeah, <laughs> one kind of funny tangent because you know how what'll happen is like the. Las Plagas dudes can like pick her up, throw her over the shoulder, yep. and start walking away with her. Mm-hmm. And there was a part where I pulled out my sniper and I was trying to shoot the guy in the head. And I shot her like square in the <laughs> spine. <laughs> I just imagine like if that actually happened, I'd have to call the president and be like, hey, Mr. President, so Ashley, she, uh, she fell. <laughs> they, they, they killed her. <laughs> They, they destroyed her spine. I couldn't save her. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just It's I crazy. This old man child sniped her right in the back. It's crazy. <laughs> My question is, like, would he even assume they were all, she would be alive? Like, yeah. look at the entire cult and city. And it's just like, you expect me to keep her alive that long with this going on? Yeah. Oh, man. That's true. <laughs> but I know if I was in Ashley's shoes, I would probably be dead weight as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like me in that kind of position, you know, or someone's coming here to save me. I've been just kidnapped. I'm surrounded by monstrous psychos. 
I'm doing whatever the person saving me is telling me to do. If they tell me to crawl, I will crawl on the ground out yeah. of the way. I think they improved, like, the controls for her. Because yeah. you can basically either tell her to, like, stay close or stay back. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few spots where you can tell her to hide. Like if Yeah, I've a seen a couple spots bit. you can tell her to hide in. Yeah, it's not too bad. She's definitely still not the best. I mean, like, I always point to, like, Elizabeth from Bioshock as being, like, an example of a really good non-playable <laughs> partner. So, yeah. But at least with that, she can't die. Yeah. Like, she can't take any damage. If you shoot her in the spine, she can. I got a mission <laughs> failed right away. <laughs> Elizabeth? Bioshock? Oh, no, I'm talking about Ashley. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I'm talking about Bioshock's character. Yeah. Like, that one, she cannot die. Yeah. That's kind of a little what makes her, like, super strong as, like, a background character yeah. helping you out. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly throwing you health or ammo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 5 and 6, I don't know how much you guys have played and or experienced, but, like, 5, I think, is better than 6 and would probably be... I mean, both of them are still pretty... So, like, 5 would be, like, low C tier for me at best. I'd give him a H, as in have not played. <laughs> yeah. I'd give it, like, a B plus in, like, the gameplay side. Yeah. And the story, like, Chris Redfield being, like, an absolute G. Yeah. Uh, like, a D rank. So, like, it kind of evens out to, like, a C tier yeah. game. I, I do think it kind of fits that unique category where it's, like, on its own, unattached from the the broader title resident evil 5 is probably a good game i just don't think it's a good resident evil game yeah, um like weird. it's just a good thing to talk about like we mentioned with survival horror like the the moment you add co-op it takes away a lot of what could make it scary but it adds a lot of what could make it a lot more fun mm -hmm. so it's probably great to play with a friend if you're just doing it for like shits and giggles but oh yeah that's fair <laughs> it's totally going with a friend yeah that's too like co-op like as long as it's not required then that's what makes that like a better choice because then it's like, oh, I want to be more serious. I want to dive into this game, maybe get scared, you know, yeah. you play by yourself. Yeah. But then like, oh, I want to go for have some fun with my friend, <laughs> you know, kill some zombies. Yeah. And then you get your friend to come join you. I think I just, I frown upon co-op and survival horror because it stopped Dead Space from being like the best trilogy of all time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I see where you're going there. <laughs> kind of left it. like, uh... I don't know. Co-op has its place, yeah. and it's it's fun. And I think a lot of people who play Resident Evil aren't uh, co-op people. Right. So I think that's the reason they get the reputation they do, uh, those two games. It's okay. because of, um, you know, they're trying to do a solo experience that wasn't meant yeah. to be a solo experience, really. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Resident Evil 6, I'll throw straight to D tier. Don't really have to think about that one. <laughs> yeah. From what um, I've seen and played, it's probably D. Yeah. You haven't played that one at all, right, Jeremiah? Mm -mm. Okay. But now we can jump to 7 and 8, which 7 I will give A tier, just because the second half, not as good as the first, but it was very close to being like an S tier title. The first half is like S plus tier, but the second half is just enough to bring it down for me. I'm exactly I give it the SS. Break. <laughs> <laughs> SSGSS. <laughs> you don't get that reference because you're not a Dragon Ball Z fan. No. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Um, I'm going to give it an A as well. Okay. I like the first half very much, but I do agree that the goop, goopy ship uh, 
I mean, the ship itself was like good, but it's mostly just afterwards that it yeah. like. It I'll, I'll admit, like the ship is kind of for me. Like you said, that one part, it's like, ugh. Yeah. but at the same time, it's like as soon as you get through it, you go to the mines, and then you kind of just speed your way towards yeah. the end. The mines, I don't even. I think the mine is like worse than the ship because at least the ship part is interesting for the yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, the mine <laughs> is literally just a traversal. Yeah. Which that's kind of why I don't really rank that into the entire game. It's just a pathway. Yeah. To get to a part, if it had story in there. That would definitely make make it more kind of added. It does add lore to yeah. the story because you find like their lab, you find a lot of the background stuff. Right. So I kind of that's why I like it because it throws in that's like this place has been used as a base by right. somebody. I also one thing I forgot to mention with seven is it has one of the like weirdest narrative like parts where you have to make a decision. That always was like super weird to me because you know the part where you have Zoe and uh, yeah, uh, and you have to yeah. choose who to give the vial to, and I'm like, who's gonna choose Zoe? That's what I was trying to think about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, in what world? <laughs> but yeah, dude comes well, all this way after three years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you really have a thing for like Louisiana and girls, well, I guess <laughs> I mean, well, you know, your girlfriend chops off your hand in the beginning. So maybe you I change mean, your mind. Up, she, yeah. she cuts you up a lot, so it's like I might not like you yeah, that maybe much you're anymore. Like, I don't know about this girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know I drove this way like three years apart, you know, and I finally found you again. But it's like, mm, yeah. I don't think her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Resident Evil Eight, another very easy decision for me. This one I'll put up with Resident Evil Two and S tier. I just because of how consistently good it is, like, it's definitely... S plus T. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to put it in the have not played, but oh, okay. from what I have seen, I would put it in, like, an A. Yeah. The, bo- the biggest thing, though, that I have, like, disliked with some and quite a few of these games that I have played mm-hmm. are my trophies are unobtainable for, like, platinuming because some of them have, like, the most challenging freaking <laughs> trophies to get. And some of them even included, like, the new multiplayer modes or, yeah. like, the challenge mode, which is, like, mercenary or stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just can't do some of them. They're just so yeah. annoying. That's, like, hate... my only thing I dislike with some of those. <laughs> I hate achievements that are, like, multiplayer, right? like, based ones. Because right. sometimes you just suck at multiplayer <laughs> and you can't do it. Yep. It's like fighting games. That it's like, and then it's reach like a tier, and it's like I'm not a combo smashing lunatic. Yeah. Like half these people play this game, and then sometimes like their game may not just have like a good multiplayer. So then there's like no one else playing it. Oh, so yeah. then you that can't even like, get a game to Last play of it. Us is multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one game I think we skipped over was a uh, Revelations Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I oh, okay, I don't I think you guys have played, right? <laughs> no. no. Okay, that is one I played. I it's I uh, probably B tier. I remember B-tier. having fun with it. I don't really remember the story too much, but it was the first uh, Resident Evil to actually be episode based, which was another kind of game design choice that was kind of popular at the time. Yeah, it, it was fun. I remember I had, I had fun with it. But yeah, so that I think pretty much wraps up everything, which is talking about Resident Evil in general. It's just a really fun franchise, uh, very long-running franchise, but thankfully not one that ever really feels repetitive. I mean, 5 and yeah. 6 definitely did for me, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, with that, I think we can go ahead and wrap up the episode here, unless you guys have any closing footnotes. 
Not really. No. I've kind of been able to go over a lot of it, and I'm really looking forward to finishing RE4 here. Yeah. And then I want to say, like, because they did announce some new games for mm -hmm. Resident Evil. Looks like we're going to get one in Japan. Okay. And I'm excited for what's to come, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess one question to pose in closing here is uh, if you had to pick, like, one particular character from the entire franchise to, like, label as your favorite, who would it be? I mean, <laughs> I really like Claire, and I wish she had more, like, screen time. Yeah. But I... Probably just give it to Leon, because he's always been my favorite. Yeah. Um, if you play Revelations 2, that one's a more Claire-focused game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Leon as well would definitely be my like go-to character, because other than 7 and 8, that doesn't get to see him at all. Um, playing Leon has been really cool, getting to see his character. Ethan is definitely like another tied character. Because those those were my like intro character yeah. for me, and then just because I know him all really well just throughout is Chris Redfield. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, for many people it is probably between uh, Leon and Chris. I really do like Claire and Jill. Like those four characters are definitely the strongest from the entire franchise. But I probably have to agree with saying Leon because I think at this point it's the character I've spent the most time playing as. Mm -hmm. Just between like the Resident Evil Two remake and now the four, uh, you play him a play as him in six as well so yeah he's a good character cool. I like his his haircut his haircut <laughs> Ada Wong Ada Wong <laughs> but yeah so with that um, if you guys made it to this point in the episode I just want to take a moment to thank you for listening um, if you would like to support us on social media we are on Twitter and Instagram if you check the description on the podcast here and we are also on YouTube if you want to support us there so with that we Thank you again for listening, and we hope to catch you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Leon, help me. Goodbye, Leon. Goodbye, Leon. <laughs>